Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Creatokia podcast. My name is Videl, and I'm the global head of audio at Bookwire. This is a new podcast about digital publishing through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and blockchain, where every week we dive into this new and fast-moving world, looking at how authors and publishers can take their first steps in creating digital originals and NFTs. Uh, welcome, everyone, to episode 10. And uh, today I'm joined by our co-founders of Bookwire, John and Jens. Hello, guys. Hello. Hey. Hi. How are you doing? Another recording, episode 10. We're in double digits. That's good. We got there. More than Star Wars. Is that true? Yeah, it's true, right? <laughs> oh, we have to ask John. He's the expert. <laughs> oh, don't, don't open up that wound again. Let's not even start there. What I'm thinking about seven, eight, nine yeah. stuff. They should have asked. Yeah, they should have asked you, I know. People to do it. No, you well. could have written a better screenplay. <laughs> Could be. Maybe, maybe. But anyway, look, we're here. Quite a big mouth to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is episode 10, which is good. I mean, thinking about last week, the weeks fly by so quickly. So last week we had our, I think it was a, a really nice and enjoyable episode because we asked our Discord community, who are pretty active, to ask us some questions. And we did a good Q&A session uh, with you both, Jens and John. And I think that's something we'd like to do again in the future. So hopefully people are still going to ask us questions and we really would love people to to kind of keep the questions going because we'll we'll gather them up uh, and find another episode to do that. So that was last week. And I guess this week, shall I just introduce our new special guest? Yes, please. Great. So uh, we're excited because this week our special guest is none other than the new general manager of Creatokia. And his name is Carsten Lambrecht. Hi, Carsten. Hi, Vidal, and thank you for having me here. You're very welcome. You have traveled far or maybe not. I mean, it's a kind of rhetorical question because in a minute we want to ask you a little bit about your journey before that and kind of how you got into, uh, into your current role. But I mean, it's great to have you. Uh, you are, I guess, leading the team, leading the vision for what Creatokia is going to become and working closely with John and with Jens and the team who have already kind of started so much. So, I mean, I think probably to start with, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just tell, introduce yourself and tell us what you have been doing and, and how did you end up today in the role of general manager? Yeah, of course. First of all, I've been listening to this show since the uh, start of the English season and I've been listening to, to Jens and John from the last year um, since the day I signed my contract with Bookwire or with Creatokia in late 2021. And I hope it was a smart move, not to say a smart contract, to sign that contract. So I was really looking forward to, to be part of this show here. And what makes me um, coming here into this NFT world? So let me answer that by two perspectives. So there is a personal perspective from me, my personal living um, with a lot of collectibles um, in times where I don't know what an NFT is, <laughs> of course, because for everybody it's some, some kind of new territory what we are entering here. And on the other hand, it is a part of my professional business life from the last years. And answering it from the personal view, I'm a collector since the first days I can and could collect anything. I was collecting music from, from the beginning, from my whole life. In the beginning, it was just collecting songs, which I recorded on, on tape machines. Later on, it became vinyl in times where vinyl was not uh, so hype like it is today. And I wanted to make the move to compact this because it was so cool to to go to the next track and uh, whatever we could do. 
and uh, later on it, it switched back to vinyl because yeah of all the things where we love the vinyl for um, and there are so many other things I collected. So in the beginning, in, in my childhood, I was collecting stories by uh, gathering books and fantasy role-playing games and switching to these trading card games, which in the name itself, it's explaining why it is so fascinating to, to have tradable card games where every card has a utility, like an NFT token today. A non-fungible token has maybe a utility what you only have with this one token and it has been the same with these tradable card games so where you have a card which provides you access to a special feature in in playing a special game but uh, the music has always been more the type of thing i collected and it was the musical instruments as well as music on tape or on vinyl so um, I can be very thankful for my wife because she, she knew about that. And I have a lot of ukuleles in my household, a lot of synthesizers because I was doing music with keyboards and organs and these stuff. Uh, in the last years, I turned to bass guitars and uh, my mother, who, who died two years ago, was giving me one bass guitar as a bass ukulele because there is a saying of collecting ukuleles. How many do you need? It's as many as you have plus one. And the plus one was uh, one year a bass ukulele. And since then, I was deeply in love with bass guitars. Um, so I started collecting bass guitars as well. And um, yeah, this is my personal life where I collected a lot of things and mainly musical topics. And then in the beginning of 2021, I recognized that one of my famous bands, uh, Kings of Leon, was providing a new record and they delivered the record as vinyl and there was an NFT edition and uh, one of the NFT editions has some utilities as mentioned and the utility has been to be uh, on first row seats for every concert for my whole life in any country where they will play. So really? I was, yeah, wow. I was too too late to buy that because it was too too expensive for me in these days because I was not so deep into NFT. And a colleague of mine with whom I was working in digital agencies and now the professional view came, comes on, on the table. I started my professional work with an art director uh, type of thing in, in the 90s uh, while I was doing music with, with bands. And in the 90s I started um, as an art director but wanted to know why why people want to buy things or what can I do to make them want to collect things. Uh, I was working for SMH Group uh, who were doing things like um, Omega, Rado, all these collectibles as watches and I was collecting watches uh, <laughs> for sure in these days. But I wanted to know why they are doing this. Um, so I started marketing and was developing the first blogging ideas in the end of the last century and started a digital business life in 2005 and uh, in these years, I was doing a lot of platforms and uh, brand platforms and products and so on. And there I got to know Chris, who was part of this show a lot of times. Um, he's doing the business analysis and the UX work streams in, in our house. And he once told me about NFTs and I said, you are completely you're an idiot. It cannot be. But I got into the topic and after a few few days or weeks, um, I understood what an NFT is and why I want to be part of this world. So I was completely in love when he told me that um, this might be uh, a way for me. And so I came here. So the, the journey is long. So my whole life was... Uh, 
going on for this moment, I think, by collecting things and on the professional point of view on building very, very complex ecosystems. So I think it's it's the perfect match. I'm very lucky, I think. Oh, that's great. That sounds like, I mean, just to say the phrase, it sounds like you were born to do it because, I mean, the, the impulse to collect and seeing the value in and the behavior of collecting is something, I mean, it's very human, right? In some ways, we probably all have some element of collecting. And then the, all the digital focus, so bringing that together, it's great. Um, I think it, it totally makes sense. Sounds very natural to me. Yeah. So, Carsten, thank you so much for telling us about your background. Super interesting. So you're a collector at heart with a, a digital business background, and now you're doing Creatokia, which is very cool. So, I mean, I think... I would be fascinated and I'm sure our listeners want to hear a little bit as well because we've heard, I mean, up to now, we've heard different experts, including some people within the team who you are working with. And we've heard about kind of certainly about the importance of community. We've heard about UX and smart contracts. And then we've heard a little bit about, well, what kind of makes successful NFT projects. But from your perspective, what's the vision for Creatokia and, and what are you hoping to achieve and tell us a little bit about what are the key drivers because you've got a team uh, you're in the process of building and uh, launching drops and a lot coming up so tell us a little bit about what's what's coming up yeah for the key drivers i think we can divide it in, in three parts where we have the drops which are the the nfts uh, we want to deliver on the platform uh, we have a second part which is the technical foundation which we need to deliver these products and we have a third part which is the community and we often talk about how big the community has to be because um, if there is no community of people who have a desire for products there is no point in releasing a collectible on, on this topic so we need a community who is interested in what we are doing here and we have some uh, people in our community where we had the Ask Me Anything, for example, uh, in the last episode. So it's good to have people in the community who are active and who have questions and to help us to, to have a way um, f for this community. But on the other hand, the community is divided in, in different pieces because we have parts of the community who are looking for fantasy novels or parts of the community are looking for... I don't know, scribbles of authors of their work or on the other hand, you have the community of the publishers. They are part of the community as well because for all these people, we want to have a, a platform, a technology um, where they can meet and there it, it goes into this kind of metaverse topics where, where we have a metaverse like we have it all every day. So we, we share moments with Instagram and Twitter and all these things. We are always on so I think we are all living in a metaverse, be it Decentraland or be it Sandbox or whatever. I think these places where we are sharing these ideas are all type of um, a metaverse. And for the community, we are building this metaverse with some technical foundations we want to establish. And one of them is the platform Kia Tokyo itself. And within this platform, we need these drops. And these drops need to be as attractive as it can be for the community where they are in love with an actor, with an idol, with a, a story, whatever, and where we can add some emotional benefits on these. And this is emotional, or it can be like utilities, as I told from the Kings of Leon, where you have lifetime membership for the first row seats. 
So this can be a nice utility. So if my famous um, author is providing a lot of public reading sessions and I have a first row seat, maybe this is of interest for me. So this is one perspective for the vision of Creatokia to have great drops, to have a great community, and on the other hand, to build up the technical foundation. A question comes to my mind, Videl, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, sure. So because I, I'm interested, what you think is the biggest challenge? Because, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a new business, we know. It's, it's a new product, NFTs. It is not so easy to explain. But do you think um, it's more difficult because of the tech side? I think we all agree that the tech side at one point will be not so relevant anymore because it will disappear under a convenient layer of, well, easy to use tools. But today it's certainly uh, still, it needs some explanation. Um, but is it the tech or is it the digital original, like that you can really own something digital, what you haven't done before in your life where you've been collecting physical items? So what do you think about about that question? Yeah, I think the the ownership The educational work we have to do um, explaining what digital ownership means is one of the biggest points. Because if I'm allowed to say what I've seen from the learnings, and we have a lot of learnings from, from the last weeks and months, as myself, as I bought a Crea token and then uh, got the airdrop from the Thomas Morus, I was looking on these products and said, okay, this is Creatokia, it belongs to Bookwire, and these NFTs has to do with some publishing products. So I was looking for the EPUB files, for the books. And I think the education on the real benefit and the real ownership and the real piece of art, what we are selling here, um, this is a huge point we have to make. So it must not be the EPUB file, but um, we have a creator here who has done these stained glass pieces and this is great art. And I think um, the people has to understand what the the ownership of uh, this digital art is meant to be and that in this case the nfts are for example the narratives um, the famous uh, actors which you can listen to and have emotional moments from within these books and have an illustration which is done based on on this book for example so i think we have to to train the people what is an nft and to train what is this product so you think it's the bigger challenge to make people understand what value NFT have rather than like the tech side? Do you think like tech side, let's say in, in one year or so, do you think people will be used to to buy NFTs with their wallets? Yeah, I hope. Like you have said it in, in one of the last episodes um, that nobody will talk about NFTs in the near future. I don't know if, if, if it is like this. Uh, we are still talking about MP3s, for example but we are listening to to Spotify or Amazon Prime or wherever. But it's far easier than in the beginning in the 90s or whenever I downloaded my first legal MP3 file. And today we are dealing here with NFTs and this is far more complex than downloading the first MP3 file. And I can remember when, uh, and I'm not the first, uh, the, the only um, starter from this year, so um, we have some some more new team members. And I can remember when one of these members was buying her first N NFT and she had eyes like yeah I did it I have my my first NFT and it was such a lucky moment I think for her but it's very very hard to understand how you can get money from for example Coinbase or wh wherever into your wallet and how the wallet is working and, and so on so we have educational work to do there I hope this will be easier in the future but in the moment this is the first step we have to take 
And then we have to explain what digital ownership really means. For myself, as I'm a collector by heart for a lot of things, um, some of my vinyls never have seen the, the record player of my father, where I'm very proud to have this record player in my living room. And I'm very thankful for that, uh, thanks to my father. But some of my vinyl have never seen that. It's just I want to own this piece of art on vinyl. It's, it's a great piece of art. And um, there is software like Discord. Um, they have an own community. You can scan an, a code from the vinyl and you have it in your digital asset in your wallet, so to say. Yeah, that's, that's just a view I can have on my collection. And it's nice to, to know that I have all records from my famous bands, for example. And this is something um, which not everybody can understand who is not a collector by heart. So this is one perspective of ownership. And this is the same for digital as with uh, analog things. And the other thing is uh, to understand what chances you have with digital ownership. For example, the utilities I told about. So that people can really have an NFT from a famous author and have some benefit not just by owning something, but by having whatever kind of utilities from, from this NFT. I mean, I was just thinking about the, the naming of all the technological parts of what we've been, you know, what the whole NFT community, I mean, we're calling them NFTs. It's, it's kind of, uh, I think the minute we eventually will move away from that, and I guess we'll just call it digital art or there'll be words for it and people will talk about whatever the collections are and the benefits they get like Carsten whether you say that's emotional or uh or has a utility and in fact I mean both of those are connected of course and I mean in my day-to-day -day business I have to talk about the uh, certain terms like audiobooks but I think audiobooks actually it's not really about whether it's an audiobook or an ebook or an mp3 it's about songs and artists and authors and art and stories so I think that's It's what resonates with people, right? And the technology has to do its job in order to enable that. What comes to my mind is that you pointed out one of the very important functions of NFTs, the function of building originality to something for a unique object, a unique piece of art where you can really relate to in a way. I think there are many other interesting aspects like the community building because collectors most of the time build communities the coin collectors of the or the stamp collectors it's it's nothing new it's 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 very human to find other people from the same state of mind from the same emotions but you pointed out too that it's kind of interesting to do that on a on a literature basis because literature has so many children there's so many different products in the book world and it would interest me how Out of your perspective, can be Creatokia a brand for all kinds of literature? I hope you'll uh, understand the, the question right, because Creatokia has to be a brand that unites many streams in a way. And, and it would be very interesting how, how this can be done. So the question is on how we can transport different ideas of topics within the NFT world and to have NFTs for all these audiences, which are very, very different from each other. I think a smart answer is the smart contract because the NFT is not the art or the book or a paragraph of the book or whatever, but the smart contract with, which describes what we are doing with these things. And um, if John is talking about 
one target group who is more into fantasy novels, then it might be of interest to have a smart contract which describes that I have rights on licensing people from this book. So the I don't want to use existing books, so I'm just lost in uh, finding the right words. But if you have the, the right to write your own stories of one of the people from within this book or to paint images based on people from within this book, or maybe even I want to start a blog about one of the persons from this book. So maybe these things can be handled within the smart contract And for other people who are looking into some works which are more technical, for example, maybe um, there are rights within the usage, for example, of source code. So if I have a book about um, how to write your best smart contract, maybe there is an example smart contract. So it's not the best example here, but maybe there is a book about building whatever type of, um, of coding um, guidelines. And if you have a smart contract or another thing which is coded within this book and you have the right to rebuild up on this demo code, for example. So there are solutions for topics where we didn't have solutions in the past, where you have always to, to ask the lawyers to have perfect solutions for that. So often you, you have um, the same examples with real-life things Like you have the ownership on a car or on a house or on, on these things. Maybe in some years or decades, we all have NFTs to say, this flat belongs to me or this house. So these are things which can be of use within the smart contract. And um, there are a lot of different scenarios for every target group, I think. The good thing of, of uh, NFTs in the media industry, uh, I think, is that they're kind of building a new product. I mean, we've talked about this uh, earlier in this podcast that we thought about blockchain use cases for a long time before Creatokia. And it's so hard to kind of, you know, just replace an existing infrastructure be just because you think blockchain technology would do it a little bit smarter. That's not enough for people to change and for like leave existing working uh, ecosystems. I think with with uh, nfts or with digital originals it's a different thing because it's it's something new it, it does something that wasn't possible before that you like collect digital originals and can say i i own this sports scene i own this special literature book or uh, whatever i own this this picture and this leads me to my next question do you think that people who own nfts will be showing them in the future so the news that maybe in in facebook there will be an opportunity soon, an option to, to make your NFTs visible. Do, do you think it will be some kind of, do you think people want this showroom? I mean, maybe you can also add your collector's point of view. So do you want to show what you got or would you like to hide it? I think uh, both. <laughs> so on, on the one hand, you have people in the NFT world which are nowadays converting their Twitter account, for example, and have a profile pic in, in Twitter, which is not um, longer in the circle, but in this hexagon to show that this is an actual NFT and uh, this is proven. So this is one step where some peoples are, are showing, I have a bored ape and um, that's me. And um, yeah, I, I paid a lot for that. Me, myself, I, I only have a God of Rock PFP and uh, I like it a lot. And I would love to see it in this hexagon frame, not in the circle on Twitter. So there are things I want to show, to show that I am into these topics. But there might be some collections where I say, okay, this is only for, for me, for my own. Um, so... I think a lot of collectors don't want to, to show how big they are. 
I think they want to show their collection to other people like-minded. So if we are talking about, I don't know which band might fit both of us, um, Jens, if we are talking about uh, guitar heroes like the Dire Straits or Led Zeppelin or whatever, then maybe I want to show you that I have all collections um, of, of records from them. But if I'm talking to Videl and he um, is, is talking with me about some classical music, then I want to show him another part of my collection. So I don't always want to show everything. And um, as far as the, the blockchain is per default very transparent, I think often if you see people from the NFT world and you see their wallets and you see what's inside their wallets, I'm often asking myself, is it perfect to, to show how much money, really, how much money is inside of this wallet and that this is going up and down as, as we see the Ethereum price is going down in the moment and it's going up and if you have an asset which has been four Ethereum worth it and now it's only two Ethereum and then Ethereum is going down from 4,000 euro to 2,000 euro. So everybody is seeing what you are doing with your money. So I don't know if it's a very German uh, typical topic, but I think there is one blockchain um, idea called Secret. I think this is uh, the solution where Quentin Tarantino was doing his NFT, but I'm not 100% sure. So maybe there are people who are looking for these solutions. I mean, you are pointing to a security point. <laughs> I think that's 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 also, of course, people need to trust. I think we've mentioned that a couple of times before. That that trust is a big big a precondition uh, to make this business work. But also, I was wondering if this transparency is, from a personal point of view, really really what people want. And if you go away from, if let, let's not talk about the money aspect. Let's talk about the like the the, the emotional aspect of it. Because on the schoolyard, when I was young, it was totally cool to show which music you like, and you were even. Like, oh, we brought T-shirts from the concert, so it was very, very important to show to to give myself some exposure what I like uh, and and what I don't, and and find like-minded people. So, and I, and I think in the future we we don't talk about this these super expensive NFTs and digital originals. I, I think that's a good question. What also regarding what Kreatokia is going to do in the future is it is it going to be about like expensive? Uh, NFTs or do you think it will be about like a mass market for affordable digital originals that many people can own? Yeah, the question is what affordable is the meaning of, of affordable. So I'm looking towards a, a target group who, who likes their idols, who likes their products, the books, the, the stories and who who pays some euros for a good hardcover book. So um, where you have I don't know, I have a book about basses. <laughs> it was 60 or 70 euros worth it. And it's a great book and it's worth it for, for me and for other collectors, I think, as well. And the same goes for me in, in the meaning of NFTs from Creatokia, where we I, I hope we have um, good assets where people say, I would like to, to own something of these. And um, maybe they will grow in, uh, in the price and... I have nothing against it, um, but I think I'm aiming more for the mass market to have prices where people say, okay, this is a book I really like and I can afford an NFT of it. At the end, the NFT and the smart contracts provide an idea where we maybe can even give it for free because the price will be done by the community. If the community says that's worth owning it, then the price goes up. 
And if the smart contract says that the author or the publisher or whoever will gain something by gaining the the royalties on that, then you can start like the like punks in the beginning, which yeah were for free and at the end had some some big prizes. Yeah. So I think the community will answer this question, and uh, I think we have to listen to the community with no doubt. If the community don't like the products this is marketing, then nobody will buy it. And I'm just going to jump in because as you were talking, Carsten, I was thinking about there are diverse communities in, in any in any kind of sphere of, um, I mean, whether it's collecting or we're talking about Kriotokia being something for uh, people who enjoy stories and re readers, really. And we should also think about defining what a reader is. But there are some, some people love thrillers and crime. Uh, they're not going to be like, if you love, if you love reading, it doesn't mean you like biographies and crime and finance books. No, you have very specific tastes. And I think the same thing probably will emerge, right? In the NFT world, as things broaden out and it becomes more mainstream. I think at the moment, we all have this idea of kind of what people are interested now in the NFTs in general. I mean, it's still, there are various things, but I imagine it's going to get more specialized and maybe that's how things will go. And of course, Everything will adapt to that, whether it's different types of Discord channels and places that you want to hang out. Like you were saying, you wouldn't necessarily want to show everything to everyone all at the same time. Maybe that's the way it will start going. Yeah, and maybe we have places for that, like in our Discord channel to just talk about things. Then we have an, an area on our platform, which is called My Own, where you can show your Creatokia originals, for example, and be proud of what you have. Or maybe we once meet in Decentraland or wherever in, in a metaverse, and we might be very proud to to have a, a T-shirt or whatever from Kreatokia because we are part of the community. We have a Kreatoken which might be in, in our metaverse home or whatever. So there are endless possibilities. And the NFT is only the, the technology. If you are thinking about my childhood when Star Wars was growing bigger and bigger there were so many merchandising articles and licensing uh, business with these small figures and with images and with books and all these things and a lot of these things can happen in a digital world as well so maybe you have some unlockables of a story which might be a 3d person which you can use to go into a metaverse or maybe it's a t-shirt from Tokyo or a t-shirt of your famous author um, so I think there are endless possibilities. So, Carsten, thank you so much for your time. I feel like we've just scratched the surface, but this might not be the last time. I'm sure I will try and drag you and uh, convince you to come back when we like to hear more. But, I mean, thank you so much for your time. It's been great to hear about uh, your thoughts. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was a pleasure and uh, will be a pleasure to share more moments and more ideas in, in the future. Fantastic. Look forward to it. And so I guess we are kind of getting to the wrapping up stage. I mean, as always, I want to thank you to all our listeners, because without you, we don't really have a podcast. So thank you so much for joining us and subscribing. Please do subscribe if you haven't. We'd love some good five-star reviews. So please hit those um, reviews on uh, whichever platform you're on, Apple or, or Spotify and everywhere else. And please I mean, our most important places, of course, are the Creatokia website. So have a look on there. Join the uh, join the newsletter. Join the Discord channel. Have a look at uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, social media, etc. You should find Creatokia in all of those places. And thank you, John and Jens, for joining us again. Great to have you. 
Yeah, it was great. And especially on Discord, you can meet Carsten again because he's active on Discord too. Yes. So if you have questions at Carsten directly, that's the place where you can ask him. Brilliant. Okay. So let's look out for that. Well, without further ado, that's it for this week, next week, and in the coming episodes, probably we will, it's useful to say that we will have some guests from um, international guests. We've got some a guest planned from the US and lots more exciting insights and different diverse kind of voices and, and uh, guests coming up. So keep tuning in. So this is episode 10. And uh, thanks very much for listening to us. Cheers, bye bye. everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you that's the moment where some new age music kind of slides in and starts doom, 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 with doom. a drum beat <laughs> doom, 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 yeah, a little bit Vangelis style it's like Star Trek on sleeping pills <laughs> yeah <laughs>